It's Coffee Club Time! to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Reekert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Ah, we can finally come back. I've been ready to come back since last week. But here we are. Um, Jeff and I self-imposed vacation off of all things radio. But after the first few days, I was ready to go again. And yeah, you got it, man. You I, got we, it. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm looking for news. I'm looking for this, looking for that. Ah. What is it's kind of like Jeff is with a cup of coffee. Well, we've got a busy, busy show for you today. We've got um, um, a demo coming up approximately ten thirty on the Color Star. So, if you ever wanted advice to teach you how to read or to be able to read your various colors and do all the different things it does. Dave and Chris is going to show you that approximately 10.30. But in the meantime, we'll do our panels. We'll talk to you. We're going to talk, first of all, after all of that today, about if you went to a convention, what was your experience? If you did it virtually, 
and some new products we've picked up along the way and things going on. Number one in my life going on, I went to the heart doctor and I got a clean checkup on all counts and that was good. Went to my regular doctor, blood sugar was down. I said, yeah, it helps when you give me my medicine. But it was down by three points, and I'm under six now. So things are looking better on that front. We need to get the triglycerides a little bit better. And I just found out yesterday my hearing aid is due for a new one. I haven't worn one in two years. It broke, and I just never got it fixed. I don't know. I just before I had my surgery and I just I don't know just never got a new one but we've been keeping real busy um, working with some alumni stuff and and that kind of stuff so just just keeping busy and we'll have a lot to say about more products in just a few minutes but Jenny what's going on with you well, I'm ready to be working. I'm, I've been, the, there's been a friend who's been putting my name out to lots of new lists, and that's, and I appreciate that. And, well, I guess like you, I'm ready to get back to work now, too. You ready to get back to work? And you been doing anything else? You got to go to the doctor tomorrow. I know that. Yeah, got to go to the doctor tomorrow. Got to go to the See the hearing aid lady. I got a the a new charger for my hearing aids because it's so humid and everything here in Florida. Lots of the times, and you get hot, that it has a dryer in it, so that when you when you charge your hearing aids, it turns on this this dryer and puts it through a dry cycle to get all the moisture out of them, and it has a little ultraviolet cleaner in it to get rid of any bacteria or anything in them so not not that there was anything wrong with the charger I have I like this little charger it'll be good for traveling but and so you got anything else coming up or looking forward to I'm looking forward to our packages that come today and of course I'm always doing more lessons I have more of those to do but I'm a little over halfway done now. Going to get your Braille certification. Well, I, uh, yesterday I did take advantage, and we while we were gone, I don't know if this happened before or after the the fire in the kitchen when the uh, Amazon device got on the under the burner and. It burned a hole in the thing and the wires and what a mess. But we survived it. it was quickly. All right, let's go to Chris and Dave in Altoona. Well, everything's going along just fine here. Dave got a good checkup at the endocrinologist and I got good checkup at some imaging and so... I guess we're all good. Not much really new. Very, very good. Um, you've done that, and 
yep, I just got to keep my blood sugar lower and get all my stuff together. And But I have lost 14 pounds, so that I like. I want to get that weight down. And it the seems... Pirates are on a winning tear, so we're happy about that. And our Reds have won again, too. So they beat the Yankees last night. We're down three to nothing. Came back in the ninth inning and won that game, four to three. So hey, we're getting ready to tear down the team anyway. They're getting ready to trade everybody. So you might as well win for a few more weeks. That goes to show you that you cannot give up on. You have to wait until the end of the game. Because when I, it was the seventh inning when I quit listening to it, and they were. Still behind three to nothing, and I thought, well, they're not going. They're going to lose this game. So I got ready and went to bed, and it was getting late. Now, see what I missed. Let's uh, talk to Tim. Tim, are you there with us? There we go. Um, yeah, I was going to say um, the twins yesterday had a game that was delayed by rain three times oh my during the game and boy there's nothing that would be more annoying is if you were a fan in the stands <laughs> you had to you know go for shelter or whatever anyway uh, things are going pretty well here had a nice week off and uh, good to be back though Yep, good to be back. I'm not taking Thursday off, by the way, even though All Things Radio is. Just so you know, I will be here Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and my countdown is from 1975. What, what is it going to be like, Tim, to be able to do a show, your full two-hour show usually? Yeah, well, I, I, I have a feeling what I'm going to end up doing is is starting right after you guys go off so I'll just take it over but but yeah it'll be kind of nice I think be kind of nice at least it's you know reliable as far as my announcements are concerned (laughs) that's the only thing that I always figured people I, I, I ever every once in a while I would get a call from somebody saying how come you're not on yet (laughs) <laughs> well, now they can't say that. You know, I can give you. We were looking into a new new news network, and I can always give you news to play. <laughs> you know, and so we'll find something for you. All right, Jeff. Thank you, Tim. Oh, where do I start, Bill? I've told I told the Bill this earlier, and I said I'd leave it for the coffee club. Normally, I always say it's things are good, Well, they they are normally good here, and I can't complain. But last Sunday, um, it was very interesting. It was very interesting because uh, I was normally it's a normal Sunday, quiet Sunday. Had dinner, made some hamburgers, had that with some macaroni salad. That was that was my dinner. And after dinner, washed, you know, put the dishes in the dishwasher, went to lay down on the recliner, watch some television, and I hear this thing fly into my ear. And I, and I, but I, wasn't, I was half dozing. Well, what flew into my ear that I couldn't get out of my ear was a beetle. 
And when it gets into your ear, it you, this thing is crawling around, you know, right near your eardrum, and it's noisy and it's painful. And I contacted the EMS because I said I, I could I could get an Uber, but I would thought maybe the EMS could could at least attempt to try, get the insect out of my ear. That wasn't the case. They actually had to take me to uh, one of the uh, hospitals in Albany to do that. And, you know, when you go to an emergency room, you wait and you wait and you wait. And I said, you know, look, I'm, you know, visually impaired. You know, I can't see, but I really need my hearing. And, you know, they were very nice. They were very understanding. But, you know, there's protocols involved here. Well, finally, they have to do a lot of tr- irrigation of your ear to try to get it out but before they can do that they got to kill the animal that's in your ear and they got to use lidocaine which uh, numbs the inner numbs your ear inside somewhat and they use these uh forceps or these needle nose pliers or whatever they can to try to get the ear the beetle out but it was breaking up into pieces so they kept using uh hydrogen peroxide and water and to try to flush out my ear to get rid of it. Finally, at about 1.45, they said, look, we know that there may be some pieces in there, but we're going to recommend you to go to an ear, nose, and throat specialist, which is what I did the following day. I didn't get any sleep because I called their urgent care and just came in, and they they did flush out the ear, but they said there was no there was nothing in the ear. So they I'm on eardrops. I have a slight ear hearing loss because... Uh, my ear was swollen from this whole thing, but it's getting better. So I've got an appointment with them this coming Monday. So who would believe that a simple insect could cause that kind of a problem? But I am okay. I am fine. Uh, maybe maybe I won't ask for any requests by the Beatles from Tim at this point, but uh, that's all I can say. Well, I was thinking about playing the song Flying by the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, that might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. or, or the Fly by uh, Chubby Checker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but but at least at least you had a way of going. So, gosh, I will tell you, Bill, that that it was worked. It worked out well. I I didn't have any problems with with either the ER or the people at the the allergy place. Uh, You know, I said I'm. I I did say to them, look, I am totally blind. I'm not helpless. I just you just tell me where where I got to go and or help me out as best you can. And I'm not. Don't talk to me like I'm a stupid little child. I've been around a long time, and they were really very nice about everything. So I will tell you that it worked out well. Good. As long as you're safe and you're all right. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick swing around the panel. Did you attend the ACB or NFB convention? Did you do it virtually or did you do it in person? We'll start with you, Jeff. I did it virtually. I didn't go to all the sessions, but I went to the sessions that I thought were interesting, the technology sessions. And I, I, I enjoyed the Freedom Scientific presentation, or the one from Vespero, on the new features of JAWS. Not that I would use it, but the big feature they talked about was the ability to customize how notifications from Windows come to your computer so that you can turn them off, you can turn them on, you can customize them with sounds, you can do a lot of things with that. It's not something that I worry about too much. I don't get very many notifications coming on the screen except when uh, I get people updating Dropbox, and that doesn't really bother me that much because I can turn that on and off through Dropbox. But there are people who use it a lot more. So that was one of the big changes that I saw. The other, the other, the other interesting feature was a lady from Fairbanks, Nebraska, uh, Alaska, talking about the challenges. And there are a lot more challenges to doing independent traveling. 
uh, and talked about ways that we could be safer, things that the cities can do in in in, in street design and uh, and uh, and and talking of, of pedestrian right away signals and things of that nature. That really interests me because. You know, if you have to, if you live in a city where there are a lot of roundabouts, how do you negotiate those? I, I'm getting old enough to the point where I don't even try to do that. But there are people who want to be able to do that, and I get that. So that was a that was a session I I, I particularly enjoyed as well. Those are the two main sessions that I that I listened to, and there was there was one from Accessible Pharmacy as well. All right, Dave and Chris, did you do anything with either convention one way or the other? We did not. Um, this is the first year that I haven't, but we did not this year. Okay. Uh, Jennifer, did you do anything? I did virtually with the ACB convention, yes. And did, was it a good experience for you? Pretty much. They had a lot of trouble with the general sessions this year, but the breakout sessions I attended were very good, and they were informative and I'm glad I went to the ones I went to very very good um, did you buy any new equipment because of it did the vendors reach you or had you already made up your mind before the convention I did buy something that uh, was because of the vendor showcase that they uh, did with the what do you call it? The the technology people. What are they? Bits. Right. So what you did you buy, Jennifer? I bought a thing called the Q Braille, and it's a Braille display, but it has a Braille keyboard, so you can use it with your computer, and it has all of the regular. Keys that your that your regular computer keyboard has, like the the alt keys and the control keys and your function keys. But it's not a full sized QWERTY keyboard, correct? Right. It's it's a braille display in the middle. I mean, it's a braille keyboard, but it has all of the like the six pack and all of the computer keys and a forty cell braille display, and you can pair it with a USB device and six other Bluetooth devices. And you bought it because... I bought it because uh, transcribing you a lot of times what I'm fixing is the Braille file and not the printed file and in order to fix the Braille file I always have to use the home row of keys on my regular computer keyboard and write braille because I for if you're doing contracted braille you have to remember the crazy keys on the on the computer that make up like the WH sign and the OU sign and things like that they don't translate if you just write it out so that's one reason that I've been taking these these classes I have to Braille directly into the into the program anyway, so I thought that would give me the best of both worlds. Very good. And Radio Tim. 
Yeah. I, uh, well, first off, I was going to mention, Jennifer, that uh, I had kind of an interesting experience. This goes back many years, but I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a version of an IBM electric typewriter that would write Braille instead of typing. <laughs> and uh, I had borrowed one of those to use. I borrowed it from our school for the blind when I was doing a summer job. And so I had the secretary at the radio station I was working at do the log in Braille. Well, she decided that <laughs> she was going to do some of the... Uh, contractions which were the shift of letters like the shift of the Y with the and sign and things like that but it got really messed up when she was doing the log that way so I ended up telling her to just do it in grade one <laughs> oh I bet because it's hard to do to remember yeah. what symbols are what yeah yeah uh, anyway yeah go ahead Tim Convention-wise, I uh, attended the NFB convention virtually, and I went to all the general sessions, the banquet, and also the board meeting. And uh, that was about all. They, well, they had a few other things on Zoom virtually, not a lot. Um, they had an exhibit hall showcase, which I wasn't able to get to. I, I was gone that night. Um, and they had um, what was the meeting I did go to <laughs> no I can't think anyway um, but there were there were a couple of other oh and the, and the talent show was on zoom and that was quite good actually I thought so fun convention and that's very good I spent a lot of time with um, ACB, and we, of course, did it virtually, listened to a lot of the meetings, a lot of the vendor showcases, did end up getting in Jennifer's package something called a Braille, wait a minute, Braille 6 Mini. So I'm going to try my hand I've, my goal is to work with the database and I've already got some databases but I want to do it in a more accessible manner but have have some plans for an old website that we used to have called billsparks.org or radio lookup and I want to see what we can do with that and see how that's going to be and so I was inspired by the convention to also take a look at some of the new um, scanning programs on the telephone plus I needed to get better at getting some of our mail read here and doing those types of things so I made some real good discoveries this week and one of the top of them has went to one of the top of my list is an item called SuperSense that you can use on your iPhone and, well, you can use it on Android too. But 
it does a pretty daggone good job. They've really improved the barcode reading, and, and I love Google Lookout, but this routinely gives you all of the directions and all the information about the cans and whatever you're scanning or products. So, yeah, these these two weeks have been informative for me. Um, I'm going to open it up to you guys. We'll talk a few minutes, and then we will open it wide open and let you talk about anything that's on your mind. Were you influenced by anything at the convention this year? Um, and what if, what were your takeaways? So I see we got two hands already. Who do we want to call yeah, on? Julia, I, I, th- I didn't know if you wanted to take the people with the hands yet, but, but uh, Julia Cullors up. And Gail, I know you raised your hand, and I'm sorry I lowered it by mistake. Go ahead, Julia, if you want to, if you'd like to unmute yourself. There you All go. Right. Yes, I, ha- I had an interesting convention week. I actually am connected with both. And so I went to some meetings of both, and then we made a wild trip out to Omaha to shop at the exhibit hall. And um, at first I thought we weren't going to be going um, because we boarded Ralph's dog, and we took him there the night before. We'd had a 4th of July picnic, and Ralph did the grilling for it, and then we took Bentley and... Really early in the morning, he said, Julie, do you believe in signs? And I said, well, sometimes. And he said, well, when we left, Bentley looked at us like he was never going to see either one of us alive again. And I just have a bad feeling about this trip. And I thought, oh, no, I wanted waited to go. And, and so I went ahead and got ready and thought, well, we're probably going to have to have a conversation about this before we go. But he had said, you know, he felt bad because I'd had to miss my annual conference and retirement service. And so we went out there, and there was a skywalk between the hotel and the convention center. And Ralph is afraid of heights. And, you know, they talked about it and said, well, it's not so bad. It's just like walking down a sidewalk. And so... We went in, and he saw it, and we went through a little ways, and he said, no, I can't do this. So we went back out to the hotel and sat down for a minute, and I said, well, can I just go straight through it? And he said, yeah. So he went outside and went across the street, and I went through the skywalk, and we got there. And then I got some equipment. And, um, you know, we were hoping to take it home with us, but... Um, the vendor needed to get the equipment in. I mean, I saw, you know, their display one. but um, And so it came in supposedly and had been signed for, but the hotel couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And so um, he asked if we could stay and, you know, we'd get it in the morning because the guy who had been working there when it came in would be there in the morning. And they still didn't find it. So we needed to take off and go home. And so about the time we got home, he, we were getting home, he called and said, they found it. 
It apparently had been delivered to the hotel kitchen. And they had apparently just let the box sit there and didn't know what it was or something. But anyway, that's where it turned up. So it had to be shipped to us. And um, our house isn't getting... Our, our apartment building isn't getting mail from UPS and such delivered to us right now because there's been too many reports of stolen property. And so I asked them to deliver it to someone to someone's house and she stayed in her living room the whole time and, and missed it they tried to deliver twice and so I just had him deliver it to the FedEx office and we went and picked it up and it took a while for me to find out if it had actually gotten there and so we picked it up yesterday and so that was kind of our wild trip <laughs> well, don't leave us in suspense, please. What did what did you get that you had to go through this much trouble for? I got the bigger version of the Braille Set Six Mini. <laughs> okay. And I think I'm in trouble already uh, with it, so we'll see. Well, that's good. You got it. And, hey, you can upstage me. You can get the bigger one. I didn't think I needed the bigger one. But who knows? You could be right, and I was wrong. But the main thing is you got it. Yep, I did. And you'll give us progress reports on it. And So what is your goal to do with it? Um, well, my... My tablet was just kind of getting to the point where it won't update and stuff anymore, and so I just needed some something different. And I'll probably, you know, I'll use it to write things. I'll use it to work on our community newsletter with, and um, you know, to to keep notes and to do Bible studies and things like that. So I'm sure you'll find plenty to do. Wow, that's a story, but at least you got it. Thank goodness yep and thing. you made it home alive and, <laughs> and you're everything is fine and you don't well, have to worry yeah it wasn't bentley got bentley's been having some problems and been restless and stuff and he got real they gave him some medicine and he got really sick sunday was this Boy, ups is good at having trouble because we ordered something before that we had to sign for and I was right there in the house and they said they came and nobody was home once and then I waited and they said they were going to come on a Saturday and I waited all day and they never showed up and they came the following Monday and I didn't have to, and they didn't make me sign for it after all. Well we had a package that they told us they couldn't get up our driveway. Our driveway was clear as it could be. Now it had snowed the day before, but our driveway was bone dry. Very good. Uh, do we have any other hands, yeah. Jeff? Gail, can you unmute yourself, please? Hopefully I'm unmuted. Yes, you are. Hopefully I'm here in one piece. I uh, went virtually to the NFB convention, and um, there was a, a session about uh, the the doctors uh, that that uh, the condescension of doctors and stuff um, 
and also I was talking about some of my experiences at the at the doctor's office or with some of the doctors and some of the staff with the same thing and uh, it was so nice to um, to talk to um, Melissa Riccobono kind of personally you know in the thing you know generally but she also sent me an email letting asking me to send information to her about some of my experiences with this stuff so that was great and I loved absolutely loved the music there was some there was a band um, but it was like blues and jazz and oh that was wonderful to listen to between things and I listened to the banquet speech and I didn't stay up for all of the rest of the you know the presentation and stuff toward the end of things because it was getting kind of late but the convention itself went real well very very good that's a good positive experience we'd like to hear thanks and you enjoyed yourself so oh that's yeah I, I didn't have any trouble with zoom by the way um a friend of mine did she said things were buffering and stuff but i had no problem with zoom very good thank thanks you again. A lot. thanks gail anybody next we're caught up right now, so if anyone right has now? to come in and uh, raise your hands, please. Right, anybody wants to talk on a general nature? Yeah. And we have uh, Charles in uh, Maryland. So, uh, and Charles, unmute your mic, Charles. Yes, how is everybody? Great, Charles. Um, first of all, Jeff, I'm sorry what happened to your, your hearing situation. Yes, I've had a lot of hearing problems in my life. Um, just recently, um, not to, you know, not to belabor the point, um, my hearing was, it was, my ear was clogged up so much that I couldn't even hear the microwave, um, go on. And, you know, it was hard to operate the microwave because you rely on the beeps and such. Any, anyway, um, speaking about the conventions, I'm going to make an observation first. I did the... Um, NFB convention, but I also looked at the ACB, and something's happened to ACB radio. Because uh, when Larry Turnbull did it, it seemed like it it had more, like I said, playing this weird music for for God knows how long now. And they used to repeat the sessions and. Maybe there's a technical issue. Maybe it's gotten too expensive. I don't know. But anyway, um, you know, those are my observations on that. Um, now, with the Federation stuff, I found the science stuff interesting. Um, speaking about doing things, I remember either last year or the year um, before, um, I um, contacted National Geographic, um, Science News Magazine, and either two other ones. I think it's two other ones, but I don't remember, you know, which ones they were. And um, I took them on a old adventure and hooked them up to the Federation, meaning old adventure would be I, was, um, I dialed the Federation number, but they're on it with them on it and contacted the appropriate people. 
And <clears throat> I think one time um, they spoke with a live person and either the magazines weren't interested or we, they didn't follow up. And sometimes the Federation, not perfect, doesn't always follow up like they should, in my, in my opinion. So uh, that's what I'm, that's what I can say about that. Now, um, I like our legislation and, um, you know, one of the things we are slowly working on and it's not happening fast enough is to eliminate Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standards Act that allows some, you know, pay uh, people like myself with sub minimum wages. We, we're doing it piece by piece, like, like taking something apart, but it's federally it hasn't happened yet, and we might get it done before federal legislation ever comes about. And that's kind of sad, too. But anyway, it was a good experience. They didn't break any uh, world record like they thought they would. Um, so even the Zoom was down. Uh, the uh, virtual was down. So um, anyway, anybody have any comments on what I say, even if you disagree? I will agree with you on one thing, Charles. The the, the, NF, the ACB convention on the radio side of it was was. Was I'm sorry to say it, but it was fair to poor to horrible. Um, it could have been a lot better. It was not done as professionally as it has been done in years past. Uh, they had uh, problems with the audio in the sense that uh, if you, it, it sounded terrible because it, it was they had noise canceling on, they had echo cancellation on, they had original sound turned turned off, and it sounded horrible. So anything that was that you heard at the convention on the radio, if it was going through Zoom or whatever, it sounded terrible. And when you got to hear the convention itself, you would you would have thought there was no one in the convention hall because uh, because th- th- it just sounded like there was no one there and it was, sounded like it was dead. I mean, it was just not horrible. It was better listening to it on Zoom than it was listening to it on the on ACB radio. And they had a number of problems. Well, we're going to have the video of of uh, of the new of the latest scholarships, and it was never ready. But I mean, things just were not prepared. They were not organized properly. And I and from my point of view, there's no excuse for that. No. And one other comment. Um, and I'm not defending ACB on this, but they have the media channels, and they have 10 of them, and that's wonderful. They've really made a wonderful commitment. But as far as that music goes, Charles, they try to play music on there that's non-copyrighted because if not, they can get dinged for royalties on some of that music. And that's why they have to be a little bit careful. Right, that's all. Like all the background music was done by Andre Louis on that uh, on the AC media media channel, right. so they didn't have to worry about paying royalties. Right, and to paying royalties for that because anytime we play music on the legend, we have to pay royalties. So that's why they have to be a little careful. Joe, you're up next. Can you please unmute yourself, please? Oh, hi. Good. Good morning, folks. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 68 degrees and talking about thunder showers this afternoon. And we shall see. We, we did attend ACB convention virtually, not every, all of the general sessions. We are not delegates, but we're still like, just like old times. And then one of the panels on the, on the Ivy 
and then uh, the banquet and everything. But yes, you're right, Jeff, on Zoom. We we are Zooming our lives away anyway, but uh, on, on Zoom it is... Uh, it looks great, but ACB Radio has, but it, it, it is ambitious to have ten channels like that. But well, to run to run all of those right and everything, it, it is it is challenging. But um. and you know, this is Ellen. Good morning, everybody. Um, uh, I've noticed too, because since, since I have to have some sight, there were times where they were having lighting issues there on the stage and. You want to have it now. I do commend them because this is the first hybrid convention, and there's a lot of things that do need to be ironed out. But you know, overall, considering the fact that they had the issues, it was a great attempt. Now it's still not over yet. They said that's not over until it's over. There's roll call. We or, also had yeah. We got the voting this afternoon, and then we got the. We have the uh, roll call um, tonight. No, which is we could we could still participate. We we have our voting codes because we are members, and we can start voting on the resolution this afternoon and roll call. It, it, it's going to be interesting tonight. The the drama of the roll call because the uh, delegation they're actually voting on, on, on more than just one. They're voting on about. Uh, four or five seven re- items altogether. Se- seven items altogether. The uh, resolution and then the uh, bylaw changes all all in one roll call sweep. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, I I I dreamt about it last night. So. <laughs> that's scary, man. Hey, the only thing I'm voting on, Joe, is to get rid of all beetles from the earth. No more beetle insects around. That's all I'm. <laughs> oh, I, I I understand. Yo. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you. Oh, heavens. I definitely vote yes for that, Jeff. <laughs> well, I'm glad you... And, 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 and next year, because I'm so sick of Zoom. I, lo- I like Zoom and I use it a lot, but next year, I, I Lord willing, I hope to be in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois next year. So I can we at least got, get the... We, so, we I can, too. so I can abuse you guys and meet you guys, you know? Oh, that yeah, would we be... we would like to go, too. That would be different. That would be... To, to, to go to Schaumburg and everything and, and, and to meet with you personally and oh heaven's sakes wow what a fantastical time that would be alright thank you Joe we do have other hands to raise yeah. here but thank you guys very much alright Bill can you unmute yourself please yeah okay I'm here I'm in Chicago let's see since I've seen you guys last, let's see, the last meeting we had the 29th of July, I had a doctor appointment. I totally forgot about it. That's why I wasn't on there. And, of course, last Wednesday was off for the convention. Uh, I listened to the convention, the ACB, on the uh, radio and the media network. And I have to agree, yeah. one thing that was annoying, and I don't understand why they did this, when they'd have a vote, like I listened once when they are doing resolution votes, and they'd say, the eyes have it in the audience. You never heard the audience. How do you know the eyes had it? That was the or problem, the Bill. Bill, yeah, that, was mean, the that, problem that was the problem. That was the whole thing. I mean, that, that was annoying uh, to the whole thing because I don't understand. Just let the audience participate in the thing if you get the sound. I mean, he said something about they had to do the Zoom. They had to turn the echo off or something. I don't know. I've heard other Zoom things where you have a big meeting and they have, have the whole sound and everything. And then, uh, oh, I listened at the... Um, you know, speaker, speak, speaker, speaker at the uh, convention was was interesting. 
uh, what was her name? Um, the Humans? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it was her last name. Uh, she was interesting. And I, I'm going to try to try to find her book at Being Human and read it and see what she has to say. And and there was, just, there was a few other things that were kind of annoying. And there's one product, maybe Bill can answer this or Jennifer can answer this. What is the use of the Versa, straight, Versa Slate Braille, the 20 cell and the 40 cell? I mean, I can understand typing a quick note, but if you're out somewhere and you type it and you got to type another one or put another one, you lose it. I mean, I don't, I don't get the sense that $120 for that thing. Well, there's always someone, there's always someone who will buy it. Well, part of it is for people that want to learn Braille. It's an easy way to practice, and you don't have to waste paper. Well, I can see that, but $120 to practice, I can, I can put, I can put pegs in a in a board or something to learn that. (laughs) To each his own. A piece of cardboard, right? Bill, 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 you certainly have a way with words, don't you? I would like it sometimes because I used to have a note slate, and they don't make the paper for it anymore and it'd be nice to just be able to write something down for a while until I can do something else with it and get rid of it yeah but I'm saying if you're if the only thing I can see if you're out somewhere and you had it with you oh let me put your phone number down well yeah and you can keep it until you, you got it, home yeah but then say you say you went somewhere else and you had another note you wanted to take well you got four you lines can, but you got four lines on there a phone yeah, number takes the one line. they had the two lines yeah, they had the two-line one, too, for half the price. For, yeah, well, I think it was then you get, if you today. think that's going to be your problem, you get the four-line one, but... Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like everybody... It's like a waste. It's like a waste to me. I mean, okay, but... your little note cards and hope you don't drop them yeah. out of your pocket. Uh, it we could have def- a four-line one, and we really like it. Right. It's it could a be a stuff. waste to you, Bill, but to somebody so else, got, it may not be a waste. I've got what they call a... Well, I, I inherited it from someone else. What they call it. You ever see the postcard slates? You put yeah. a three by five card in, you can write on both sides. Oh, yeah, those are the Janus slates, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. One, so those, those, those are handy. Now that, that's nice. Then you get I to lose like those little cards. <laughs> I guess I'm one of the guilty people because I never really got the hang of the slate and styles. I hated it, and every time I used I'm left handed, and my. The teacher that I had at the school for the blind insisted I had to be right-handed, and she would slap me on my left hand with the ruler, and so I'd use the right hand. And I said, I just picked up the slate, threw it on the ground. I said, I'm not using this thing, and I wouldn't use it ever again. Oh, talk talk about left-handed. There was a girl in school. Uh, Bill probably knows it was Sharon Barrett. She was left-handed, and I used to watch her write. I never understood how she could do it because she'd crook her arm up around the slate somehow and and right and she was mm. fast at it but i never understood that how they you know a right hand you just go across the thing but she'd have to put her arm up and around the slate and curl her hand to, to make it work come right-handed writing but yeah but uh, that, that's pretty much it's uh been to shipshawana a couple times and i was there last weekend and or no last weekend i was down in indiana for a family reunion and the week before, I was down in Shipshawana, and so I've been all over the place. I've been going. I know. I've had a couple of people ask about you. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they wanted to. They wanted to find you so they could arrest you, Bill. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm at the same address. I'm not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to find but, you. But, but no. Oh, uh, uh, real quick. 
Can I tell you something, Bill? Some people may be on here. Like Jim Hart's in the hospital. Oh, he is. He went in. He went in night four last. Is he in bad shape? He, or? He, uh, not really in bad shape. I talked to him yesterday. D called me, and he he woke up and I talked to him a little bit. He he, he uh, was not feeling well, and then they finally decided he had to go to the, he had to go to the hospital. So he's in Methodist Hospital. And he, um, I guess he passed out one night. She didn't know it because he, she was in one part and he was in another part, and he couldn't couldn't hear his felt fell. Didn't hurt himself, but he was getting dehydrated and all that kind of stuff. And of course, they took him in on uh, what's the day? Wednesday? Yeah, Monday Monday night. They took him in Monday night about three thirty four o'clock in the afternoon, and. They, when he got there, of course, he tested positive. And but he's he's not on a ventilator or nothing. He's okay. But they gave him an IV to to um, get him back up. He was dehydrated. For the benefit and, of those uh, who are the club, Bill, who is Jim Hart? So just for those who who oh, don't he was know, he was a, uh, a, a 1956 graduate ISB. Okay. Yeah, he he yeah, I think. Bill probably, Bill knows who he is. I don't know if he's ever known. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he didn't yes, know I have. Oh, I've met but him I, several times. But, but there might have been other people on here that I didn't know if anybody knew, but that's what uh, I thought I'd pass it on to you. So, otherwise, he's doing okay. So, this time might be there four or five days. That's what Dee told me. So, so now Dee she's got to be cautious that she didn't get positive. Uh, she thinks she's had it. She's been vaccinated because her job and... Uh, his son Kevin's job, they demanded it. You had to be vaccinated. So she thinks she might have had a, but she thinks there was some, there were some friends in and some people in over the holiday, I guess. And they think somebody might have brought it to him. Well, we'll see what happens with the conventions, you know. Some. Did did they do something at the convention? I heard this. Someone said it somewhere on a list that that people they, they tried to separate those who are vaccinated and those who weren't vaccinated at the oh. ACB convention. But I don't I know, don't know anything true. about uh, that. But that'd be really uh, hard. And people are so right. closely packed together during the convention that uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I can't worry right. about that anymore, Chris, because the bottom line is this is going to be with us till the day we die, and I'm not going to live my life like uh, in a, in a hermit, like a hermit for the next. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just like. Back, I can remember. I grew up because I'm older than you guys, but I grew up during the polio epidemic. Well, I meant we were kids and still went to school. I meant you didn't. I meant you, you just it was just part of life. I mean, if you caught it, you caught it. You didn't, you didn't. You know, I mean, and I can remember back when I was a kid, if if a um, friend or a family member had the chicken box, they took you over and exposed you to them. They no, put my, you in the same room. You play together for a while. Well, even the measles. And you know what? You, you, yeah, got, you, you, got something, you got something there because when my parents, I didn't know this, but my sister was telling me this story. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris. Um, is that my parents exposed us to the neighbors who had whose kids had chickenpox so that we'd get it because they they said well, if you if you're going to get it, you might as well get it and get we can get it over with. Go ahead, Chris. And right. that is true. They they used to do that with. I can remember they did that with us with mumps, but that's not quite the same thing as COVID. COVID can be a well, little no, it's deadly. Not the same. It, no, no, it, it's not the same thing. But I mean, I'm just saying that But you got to learn that this is this virus is going to be with us, well, until until we say we die or the whole world dies because 
it's just going to keep turning over and over and over. You know, they, well, it's that's like what viruses the do. They right, it's just like now they got this thing called the monkeypox. Well, it's, it's spreading all over, but that's a little bit different. Situation. Well, yeah, that's, that's not as deadly as original COVID. Right. Well, I think the bottom line is we, we, we all have to take care of ourselves in our own ways, uh, in our own way. I mean, I can tell you right now, people aren't, aren't really masking up all over the place here. And, but you have to mask up uh, when you go in Uber, and you have to mask up on public transportation. So And medical facilities. Right, and medical facilities. So, uh, but I'm just, yeah, all, I, all I'm saying is the conventions are inside, and they're really pretty. Yeah. Um, people are really close together. Well, well yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Another thing, another thing, we're lucky that the convention for next year in Chicago is not at the Palmer House, downtown Chicago. It's out in Schaumburg because the, yesterday morning the Palmer House filed um, bankruptcy. It's, it's now going, it's, it's closed, you might as well say. That, that was a really famous hotel. I mean, they, 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 did, oh, yeah, they used yeah, to do yeah, radio shows from there years ago. You know. Well, well see, the, the Palmer House was named after Potter Palmer. He built that building as a wedding gift for his wife on their first anniversary. Wow. I mean, the, the original Palmer House burned down during the Chicago Fire, but he rebuilt it. And that building's been there for over 100 and some years now. And it, it's quite a building. I mean, if, if, I remember when it, it, um, ACB had the convention back in, I think it was the night, early 90s, at the Palmer House. Well, I used to go in there all the time, but I went there and then went through the exhibition hall in that convention. But I was just thinking, lucky they weren't, that wasn't planned for the Palmer House in 20, 2023 because they'd have to change it all around. They wouldn't have a convention because that's, that's, that's closed now because they went into, uh, they couldn't make their $300 million uh, mortgage payment. And now how so far is Schomburg from, how far is Schomburg from Chicago itself, Bill? Uh, about 40 miles. Yeah. It's north, it's up near O'Hare Field. It's about, in other words, if you're flying to O'Hare, you only got about a 10, 15 minute cab ride or an Uber ride. Is there stuff but, around but, there to eat? Yeah, but that's the only problem. I, I I talked to a couple guys from the ACB thing and why they picked that spot, I guess because they probably got a good deal. It's okay, but the nearest places to really eat are in the hotel or at least a five or ten minute cab ride. To get to where all the restaurants are now, you can't walk to them. That's the, that's the only drawback it's going to have because you're either going to get stuck paying hotel prices for the food or you're going to wind up figuring out somehow how to order it. And well, that's another thing. That's okay. We'll, we'll yeah. all go to your house well, instead. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you can come to my house about 50 miles away. But the only thing you got to watch now, here, here's one thing I heard the other day. There's a guy here that's a big travel agent guy, uh, Bob Greenberg. He travels all over. He does a travel shortage. He was telling me, or telling not me, but he was telling me on the radio, that he went to a hotel here in Chicago, or some, I don't know what, why, but he lives in the area, but he, he was in a hotel in Chicago. He stayed overnight. He ordered a pizza. The pizza was a large pizza. It was $21. Okay. He got the delivery charge, whatever it was. When it came to the hotel, 
the hotel charged him to have it delivered to the room. You had to pay the bellman to bring it to the room. He didn't realize that. He tipped the bellman. Then he gets the bill, and it was almost 80-some dollars total, and they asked for a tip also. What was the bill to get it to the room? What was that part of the bill? I don't know. He didn't didn't say what it was, but there was a charge to get it to the room. If if the total bill come to almost $80, it must have been a... Because the pizza was only $21 plus whatever the delivery charge. I don't know who delivered it, but we'll say another 10 or 15 dollars we did uber or somebody like that but he said it comes but and the other catch was that the hotel was going to charge him five dollars the next day to re- remove the box because that's not standard removal equipment <laughs> that's not standard removal equipment. you know uh, that, every, so everyone... when you get to these places you got to watch because the, the schomburg hotel is owned by a big big outfit so when when people get there I'm going to try to make people know that you better check and see if you have food delivered. Is there a hotel delivery charge? And is there a, is there a fee to, to remove the trash the next day? I think day? I'd have stood there and tore up my pizza box in little tiny pieces. Well, I would have gone downstairs to meet the guy anyway. I would have well, thrown the box the box out the window. Said, yeah, that's what he said. Well, you know, go down. He said, when you do this, if you do that at any hotel, just go down in the lobby and meet the, meet the thing. But he didn't realize they had all these charges on there and until he got the uh, got the bill. It's a new world, Bill. It's a new. Oh, world. I know it. I know it is. I know it's a whole new world. I know that. <laughs> I know that. So. All right, Bill. We do have Anyways. another hand raise, so we can we? Okay. Uh, uh, thank you, Bill. Alrighty. All right, Jim. Jimmy Sparks. Go ahead. We haven't heard from you in a long time. Can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah. How's everybody doing? Good, Good. Jimmy. How are you? Pretty good. Fifteen and give you that demon there. Did, did I hear what? No, I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, I... I did see that Dina was going to talk about um, adopting yeah. Caleb, the experience of adopting Caleb, but yeah, I didn't he, actually hear it. Yeah, well, you did a good job. Oh, she always does. Yeah. Take care of buddy. You too. <coughs> hey, we miss you on Mix It Up Monday. Yeah, I get a and Jimmy, it's good to hear from you, Jimmy. Thank Jim, you. Jimmy Smart, Jimmy Smart. Jimmy Smart. All right, next on the bill is Karen out in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. Now, <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks, I got COVID. Oh. And uh, it was, I didn't know. I had been uh, vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Uh, I went somewhere, and I guess that's where I got it. It was a local place, but uh, I thought it was a summer cold. But one day, I found that I couldn't smell anything. So 
uh, I got tested and it was positive but the nurse practitioner that came and saw me um, said that I was on the downside of it and that everything he checked everything out my heart lungs all that and that I was on the downside of it so I had a a fairly mild case of it. As long as you're healthy, as long as you're feeling better, Karen, that's all that matters. I am feeling better. And, Good. Uh, but that surprised me when I, I even I have a couple of Scentsy room sprays, and I tried, you know, you know, spraying one, I couldn't smell it. I sprayed Lysol in my bathroom. I couldn't smell it. So I knew something was up. Now, did you get your set to smell back after it all disappeared finally? Yes, I've gotten it. I don't think it's where it was pre-COVID, but for the most part, yes, I do have my smell back. I think the worst thing, Karen, and I think I had it, but I never got tested it about four or five months ago. I lost my sense of smell for, a, for about a week. Now, that didn't bother yeah. me too much, but the first day I lost my sense of taste. So it, it, it's one thing to lose your sense of smell, but another thing to lose your sense of taste, and nothing tastes good at that point. So you eat a steak or you eat uh, you know, uh, uh, fried chicken or you have toast and you, or you have coffee, and it all tastes so bland. You could so, eat corn yeah, and you I wouldn't lost, know it. I lost my taste for a few days. Well, my taste was affected for a few days. I never completely lost it. But after a few days, it was pretty much back to normal. And my smell was getting there. As long as you're feeling better, Karen, that's the most important thing. Thank you very yes, much, Karen. It is. Thank you. All right. Bye. Beth, I know you're here, but I, I know that Mike Loft has just come into the room a few minutes ago. And maybe, uh, Mike, would you like to unmute yourself? I think you are muted and talk about what's going on with you and convention experiences, because I know you're involved with that stuff. Oh, well, uh, yeah, we did listen to parts of both conventions. I was traveling, so I didn't hear a lot of it. I listened mainly on from ACB. I listened on the radio, on the feeds, uh, 2, 3, 4, and 5, so... What I heard didn't sound too bad, but yeah, there were certainly issues uh, during the general sessions. Like you said, you could not hear the crowd, and there were some problems. I didn't listen at all at Zoom. I knew. I told everyone before this started there were going to be issues because of the way Zoom works and trying to stream and do Zoom in a convention in a hotel environment. I just knew there would be dropouts and and issues, but yeah, uh, certainly there was some technical technical expertise that they had access to in the past that I think they didn't have the good fortune to this year. I heard some numbers that were a little concerning that in attendance as far as ACB was like about 450 and about 650 paid virtually. So you had more people attending virtually than in person. And I don't know what the outcome was. Someone had said there was concern that there almost wasn't enough people and they weren't going to honor the room rate. I'm assuming they did since I didn't hear any more about it. But So uh, that was very interesting. The, the big news for me, and I talked to Bill and Jennifer about it, but I decided to jump into Android. And either today or tomorrow I will get my 
Google Pixel phone, and I'll be curious to play with that and some of the apps in their lookout for doing what's around me visually and reading everything and just pointing it at my cabinet, reading all of the products and things in there. And I don't know if anyone's played with this uh, sound amplifier that's used, I guess, kind of like, I don't call it a hearing aid, but uh, it assists by canceling out noises and, and allowing you hear human voices and other things better. But uh, So I created a... Um, list of accessible Android apps, and I put that on the Lawfare website. So, I saw that. Anyway, Are you going to get rid of your iPhone then? No, no, no. Point? I'm going to keep both. I, no. I wouldn't encourage anyone to just shuck one for the other. I think you could have no. both, and each has their advantages. So uh, I, I have no intention of getting it. But that, it is why I bought the SE as opposed to getting a 13, because I could take that same money and have both a quality iPhone and get a decent Android phone. So that I could work in both systems and get the benefits of each. Uh, the Android looks like it does some really cool stuff. If you're into recording, you can record phone calls. You can record the radio and stuff that you're listening to. Uh, you can even record your video calls if, if you have a desire to do that. So there's just a lot of cool features. The media players, like they have, you could kind of use them to DJ with. You know, they one song segues right into the other, and just a lot of cool features so i'll be very curious to play with that and pick brains and share the knowledge but i did put this page at lawfare.com slash android i have 175 apps in over 33 categories that are accessible so i, I hope saw that mike you really and you'll add a lot more to that too because it, let's compliment you mike you i look lawfare.com you go to that website and i'm telling you man you, you anything you want to know about accessibility when it comes to software and hardware he's got it yeah, I'm yeah. sure I will find a lot more. I collaborate with Bill. The things that that you're aware of that I'm not, I haven't honed into yet. And of course, when I get the phone, I can actually test things and go. Because the Google Store is, it's the App Store is actually easy because you can just type in basic words like uh, music players or MP3 or audio recorder, whatever, and all of the apps in that category come up. So it's easy to find stuff and. It was relatively easy for me to put this together because everything was in one place. And I did go through the Blind Android podcast. I went through the show notes of that podcast just to find other stuff. But I will be curious to know all the good stuff that I missed. And, you know, when I test the apps more thoroughly and I decide, well, maybe this one, even though someone called it accessible, maybe it's not. That's always a, a judgment call. What is accessible? That's well, where I found cloud radio. Um because of that one particular podcast and how much better it is on Android. But I'm about 50-50 use now, Case. I I was about 90-20, 90-10 Android. Now I've kind of swayed back the other way a little bit, but I'm still, you know, pretty heavy into the Android, but I do use the iPhone a lot. Things with Android that I that makes me go back to use my iPhone or my iPad is that for whatever reason in most apps the thing they say to do to scroll does not work. Or else I'm just really stupid and because I've tried doing it and I went through the tutorial and it didn't work in the talkback tutorial either the way they say to do it so that, there's some issues there's some good there's a lot of good there's a lot of good 
Yeah, someone asked me that yesterday. It's like, well, why do people go to Android and end up going back to the iPhone? What are the, what are the gotchas or maybe things we don't... I know one thing someone told me about is, I guess, when you have to double tap with two fingers, and I guess if you don't have your fingers spread apart far enough, it doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't uh, usually have that problem. I don't think Jennifer does either. Do you have that problem? Not with that. No. Not with the double tapping. So scrolling, that's interesting. Yeah, scrolling, read all. Scrolling, it says drag two fingers from the top or bottom of the screen down the screen to scroll, and it usually, every once in a great while. Like I, I thought it was supposed to, oh, was it two? I thought it was supposed to be one, okay. Uh, well, the talkback tutorial says two, but that didn't work in the tutorial either. <laughs> so I just saw today something about one, so... Um, Somebody just got gonna, an Amazon package. Was that your phone? Yeah, Michael? that's mine. Uh, so maybe it's coming today. But <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be my next thing. I need to add the gestures and other parts to it that uh, we'll figure out. And I think your mileage varies whether you have a, a Google Pixel or you have you know a Samsung Galaxy that integrates Bixby and some other apps. That so. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I believe now. I've used the Samsung. I've got the certificate on that. And I've used the Google. And I believe if you're going to do Android, the more Android, true Android experience you can have. It seems to me Bigsby, along with TalkBack, just gets confused. And it gets a little disconcerting when you get two screen readers um, competing over stuff and it it can be a real problem yeah that's why I, w- I, I went with you on that bill and that's why I went with a Google Pixel so I what they call pure Android so uh, but one experience that will be second to none and I know we've got a few more callers and we got to get to time here but your phone experience the way your phone calls will be the way you can screen your calls and it will screen calls for you and answer the phone for you or when you call in someplace it'll it'll go on hold for you and beep and alarm you when it's your time to start talking when you have a real live agent on the line there's some things that it can do with the phone that no other phone can do so that's something else you need to look forward to and mike make sure don't ever go through the experience i went through this week having a beetle get stuck in my ear and having to go to the hospital to get it taken out i don't know if you heard that just don't go through that don't go through what i had to go through (laughs) that's all i'll say well i've had uh some weird encounters with insects this year, but got, got slugs on my porch and had a raccoon getting up my attic and yeah. So, hey Jeff, yeah. speaking of, not was it a grasshopper that got in your ear? Or no, they said it was a beetle. I don't know if it was or not. All I know is I was laying on my recliner watching the British television show that I happen to like, and all of a sudden they heard this thing that- in my ear, and I couldn't get to it. I couldn't. I couldn't feel it. And it kept rolling. And, and you know what this thing is like? And it curls around your ear, and it's crawling next to your eardrum. And you hear this thing, and it hurts. 
And that's when I called the uh, EMS to have them take me to the hospital because I wasn't taking a chance. I wanted to make sure I could get out, out of there as best as possible. Well, I got stung by a... I was about 13 or 14, you know, guys at that sensitive age. Well, I got stung in a sensitive spot. And I didn't want to go to the infirmary because I, I didn't want no young lady or old nurse looking there. And um, <laughs> it was not a good thing. No. <laughs> No, Jeff, was it John, George, Ringo, or Paul? All of them. All of them. Well, let me tell you what they got to do, Mike. And I was just—I was telling Bill earlier, and I'm, I'm not going to—it's not about Jeff Bennett here. But when they when they get you to the ER, first of all, I had to wait for a long time to get, get seen. That was that was expected. I've 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 been to the ER before for my daughters and stuff, but uh, they have. The bug is still alive, and they can't do anything until they can kill it. And they, they, the only way they can kill it is to put lidocaine in your ear. And then they, they, it kept breaking apart in pieces as they were trying to get it out. So I had to go to another doctor on Monday. This happened on Sunday. But thank God they had gotten it all out. They don't think there's anything there. But I, I'm on eye drops for the next week. And I did notice a, a hearing loss, and I'm hoping it's not going to be permanent. I have to see them up for a follow-up visit on Monday. But it looks like I'm going to do better today. I got to take the eye drops twice a day, and they were really nice, Mike. I got to tell you that they didn't talk to me like I was stupid. They didn't talk to me like I didn't know what I was talking about. I said, "Look, I've never taken eye of eardrops before in my whole life. I've never had to." And he says, "Look," and the lady said to me, "Look, Jeff, you don't have to see to take eardrops because you can't see what what drops are going into your ear, obviously. So just just you know, put the thing in your ear and it's, give it a gentle squeeze. That and each time you squeeze it, is a one drop comes out. They, that they is were, weird. That it made it up to the fourth floor of that building. Either was it? Well, I had my windows up, but they're screened in. But it could have been on me. It could have been on the floor. But I walked in my apartment. They they fly around, you know. So right. it, it could have easily got into my apartment when I opened my door after being outside. You know, I just don't know. So and I don't think we ever will. So and I'm sorry to belabor the point here, but that's not about me. No, no, no. I understand. Do we have any other callers before? Yeah, we, we do. have two. So we have Beth Mol- Mo- Beth Moline and Ed Schrilk. So how about if we op- unmute yourself, Beth, and then we'll get to you, uh, Ed. Audio now unmuted. Yes. Hello, fans. Oops. Hopefully, I'm unmuted. You are muted. Go ahead, <laughs> Beth. You are. Okay. Yeah, I was. I I feel bad for you with that happening with that beetle. Jeff, and I, I know my Uncle Jim one time, several years back, he told my dad that he had a spider web in his ear. And I'm thinking, oh, we heard about that. And, and wouldn't you know we would have had to hear about it at dinner, at lunch on a Sunday afternoon. I'm thinking doesn't matter what time, but when you're hearing it at lunch or supper, it's like, whoa, that could spoil an appetite right there. <laughs> But I was going to let you all know that last week we had quite the 4th of July here at the sanctuary. It was really something. We had lawn games that afternoon. We were playing these big big wooden Jenga game and also a big Connect Four. And I finally got to see what those were like. I loved it. And I'd never seen, I'd never played Connect Four or Jenga before this and I was thinking I want to try the the regular size ones sometime and see how I do but I actually won three games of Connect Four and I didn't do I I didn't win on the Jenga game. That one 
pretty much I, I I put the last piece up on top and everything toppled over and I'm thinking okay well that's the way it's supposed to be <laughs> then um, after that um, that evening we had a bonfire we had roasted marshmallows and s'mores and sodas and also we did get to have some fireworks and I was just oh I was in seventh heaven with all of that and we had universal yums on Wednesday and I was thinking, well, this is a great week because this time I can let you all know on the coffee club that we did have our universal yums already. We went to Thailand, and that was pretty good. Some of the food was, some of the snacks were quite spicy, but then there were some that were, there, were, there was sweet, you know, some of the, the chocolate and certain vanilla things, but there, there was a, a few things that were pretty good. So I had a good time with that. All right. Thank you, Beth. Very good, Beth. Very interesting. All right. Next on the Bell Affair is Edward Schwilk. Go ahead. Unmute yourself, please. I just did. And, Jeff, I, I mean, listening to you guys this morning, I came up with so many jokes, but I can't say them on here about, well, yours I can, but Bill's I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Jeff, I mean, yours was probably just looking for some brain cells, and it just probably just starved to death in there. You're probably right about that. But you know what, Ed? I, I, I got to tell you, I, I I looked it up on the web and stuff like that, and and having insects go into an ear like that or something like that is is very common. It, it's it's not something that just doesn't happen. It happens quite a bit, and you just don't realize it. So, I yeah. didn't, I, I was not alone. I mean, if it, it, you know, it's really weird. But if you'd ever seen the movie. Stand by me. There's, I mean, I don't cringe at too many movies, you know, because I mean, they don't bother me, like, uh, you know, all that stuff. But when I watched Stand by Me and that little kid went into the pond, they were all swimming in the pond and he came out and he had all those leeches over him. Ooh. Especially in the uh, crucial part, I guess. Uh, uh, you know, they had to take one off there, and I, um, I mean, even though it was a movie, you just really felt for that little boy. It's like, I, I was thinking about the movie Them that came out in the 1950s, if you remember oh, that one as well. the so. giant ants. But the giant ants, yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah, I just wanted to stop in and say hi, and I, you know, because you guys weren't on last week, so I just wanted to stop in and say hi, and uh, I've been getting innovated with all kinds of texts and calls because today's my birthday. So oh, I'm well, happy I birthday. Turn, yeah, well, I turned one more year older today. Oh, well, older but wiser. What did hey. I say? One year older and deeper in debt? No, never mind. Hey, you're time. on this side of the grass, so you ought to be thankful. Yes, that is true. Or as somebody would put it, I'm not pushing up daisies or taking a dirt nap however they want to call it but so, yeah I mean uh, oh and I, I also wanted to comment on the Android and iPhone thing because I, I have used both and it's easier um, I mean once you get the gist of the Android it really is you know it, it does become a lot easier now if you start out with iPhone and then you try to go to Android, it could be, you know, a lot more challenging. But, you know, it's just like anything else. If you start out with Android, then, you know, you, you, you know, you would be okay. And the Google thing, I had a Google Pixel, 
uh, at one time, but I prefer the Samsung because there is a difference between like they, I don't know they call it like with the Google phone they call it the Google experience, and with the Samsung they call it the you know the the Android experience. There is just a bit of a difference, but I do like the feature on the Google phone though, where it will screen your call. It'll say you know you have reached a Google. Um, uh, Google customer or whatever it would say, you know, and then it would come across, so you would know what the call was from, you know, who it was from or whatever. Or you could just do what I do and give all the people you know a, an assigned ringtone, and then if it's somebody you want to talk to, you know, one to answer. <laughs> all right, thank you, and I, I I'd love to have you continue talking, but we have a demo to get to. Oh, so. what are you going to demo? I missed it. Um, no. color star. The color star. Oh, okay. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, the color star. Do we have any other see what time it is here? It is 10 uh, 22. 22. Chris, do you want to do your recipe before the demo, or do you think we'll, we'll, we'll be time after the demo? Okay. I, if it's okay, I'll just do it before. Yeah. Is that all right, Bill? Oh, yeah, because the demo is going to take up the rest of the time. Okay, this is Easy Pepper Steak by Campbell's. And so you know all of their recipes are easy. So you're going to serve four people. If Maybe if you're not real hungry or something. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look like four people to me. Three tablespoons of cornstarch. One-third cup of Schwanson or some kind of beef broth because it's Campbell's. They recommend Schwanson, of course. One tablespoon soy sauce. One-quarter teaspoon gar- garlic powder. One pound of boneless beef sirloin, three fourths cut into well a three fourths inch steak cut into thin pieces. One large green or bell, red bell pepper cut into half inch strips. One medium onion cut into thin wedges. One cup of long grain white rice cooked according to package directions. You're going to stir the cornstarch, the broth. And the soy sauce and garlic powder in a, into a small bowl. Stir it together till it's combined. Stir fry the beef in a 10-inch skillet over medium-high heat until it's well browned. Reduce the heat to medium. Add the pepper and the onion. And gradually stir in the cornstarch mixture. And continue to cook until it boils and thickens. And then all you're going to do is serve it over the rice. Uh, I'm hungry. That sounds good, Chris. It is. It I'm is very good. hungry. Hey, Chris, Bill, your, your buddy's here. And I, I know mean, he has something probably to say to us because uh, he normally doesn't come in like this. So, Doug, can you unmute yourself, please? I am. He good. has something to say. I don't know. But he has well, something I've got to... a little file to play for Jeff Bennett, actually. You ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen. The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> there you go <laughs> Doug, oh, you're, you're, what a friend you are <laughs> Thank you, Doug <laughs> I knew he would be <laughs> I, knew, I knew that after I told that story that you'd come in I somehow knew you were going to be there, Doug <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're okay, seriously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's all in fun, Doug and, yeah. I'm, I'm, and by the way, your wife sounded i got to tell you, your wife sounded great I heard her at the convention, she sounded great She really sounded very good Well, thank you 
You could tell her that, too. Thank you. And she's recovering from COVID, actually. Oh, she got the gift that kept on giving. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, guys, I just wanted to tell you, Bill, it looks like I've joined the Eero world. You did? Oh. Yes. I well, found one, one on sale. You put me in there. Remember? Yeah. You put me in that Eero world. Remember that last year? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, so you got one on sale? Yeah, it's coming tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, we'll talk about that. Yep. Because, you know, a dummy like me can use it. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, you guys were talking about, I know you guys have a lot to cover, so I won't keep you, but um, you guys were talking about the conventions. I, I did um, attend uh, some of the, uh, listened to some of the NFB stuff, and I streamed a lot of the ACB, uh, uh, not the general sessions, but uh, some of the breakout ones, and uh, it was a busy week. So You kept busy. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I won't keep you guys. I just wanted to check in and give Jeff a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Doug, I will tell you, it, it, it was not pleasant, but, you know, it's over with now, and we can laugh Thank about goodness. it now, but it, was, but it was something that I hope that I never have to go through again. Oh, you and me both. That just, oh, it's awful. Ugh. And good morning, everybody else, too, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, and thank you so much. I, we, of course, this will pretty much... So save your questions for next week, or send me an email, and I'll send, send them it to on. the coffee club list. Yeah, coffee club list if you're on that, and we'll answer your questions about the color star. So if you want to know not what time it is, but what the color is of something. Dave and Chris are going to take care of that right now. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. And today, we are going to be talking about the new Color Star uh, detector, which it detects colors and lights and lights patterns. and patterns and does all kinds of neat stuff and uh, I think the first thing I will do is is let Chris give you some information about the product <clears throat> this is a color star c-o-l-o-r and then a space s-t-a-r it is from American Printing House it is $499, although I saw it the other day for $489. The phone number to American Printing House for the Blind is 800-223-1839. That's 800-223-1839. You may also go to aph.org forward slash products forward slash color star with no space. That's aph.org slash products slash color star and you can find it there there are a lot of different color detectors out there on the market we found the uh, color star to be uh, a fantastic 
color detector. We have uh, we have the Colorino, which is is a very good color detector, but this one outperforms, in our opinion, it outperforms the Colorino. In part because you can do more with it. Right. Uh, you can you can uh, you can check to see um, for example you know there's there's different definitions of color and the, the unit has for example a, a some buttons you can press and we'll get to those where you can change the color name and it'll it'll give you uh, what the color may actually look like, um, like a, a description of, like, well, for example, if a shirt is uh, uh, brown, it may be like a light brown or a dark brown or whatever, and it will tell you that. The, the It has a universal mode, which is a... Uh, scientifically named color with using scientific approaches that people agree that hey this is red this is brown this is but the artistic mode will give you like oh it might say cardinal red or it might say um pastel yellow or something like that it will give you more of an artistic name and they're both useful right when you take the unit out of the box um you get the color detector itself and there's a case in there which you can't use it when it's in the case you have to take it out of the case but it's a storage case yeah it's a storage case kind of a nice one the uh, unit itself. You also get a cable. Yeah, you get a cable with it. You do it. not get a charging brick for the wall. Right. So it just takes a standard uh, USB charger. You can plug it in and plug the cable into that, and it works. I don't know why they don't give you chargers. There's also a cable in the box, and it has a USB-C connect. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> we were just talking about this. It has a USB mini on one end and a regular standard USB uh, mail on the other end. So, you know, if you got a, if the, the USB-C plugs in to the if you have the uh, unit turned around uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the unit right now and I'll get to the cable here in just a second as soon as I uh, kind of describe this unit just a little bit uh, the unit is is let's see it's three and a half three and a half long. inches long it's about an inch and a half inches wide, and it's about a half inch thick. For those of you that are familiar with the Colorino, it's a fair amount smaller than that all the way around. Right. It can fit in a shirt pocket real easy. <clears throat> so, I have the unit in my hand, and it, it is, well, as you probably figured, it is rechargeable. That's what you use that cable for. And any standard USB charger that has a 
um, accepts a, a standard USB uh, connector on one end would plug it you could plug that cable into that charger plug the other end into the color star or I guess you could charge it with your computer or whatever right so mine's being charged with my table because it has a some USB ports in my table so yeah <laughs> anyway I have the unit in front of me and uh, I have it going lengthwise from front to back in other words uh, towards me and away from me so uh, the longest end goes away from me so um, I'm going to start with the very top end of the uh, unit itself of the color star and on the very top end, you can tell the top because on the top of the unit, there's a slot that runs across the top. It's an indention. You don't want to put your fingers in there because um, that's where all the uh, sensors are. It's and like the little rectangular hole. Right. Okay, then I'm going to, uh, I'm holding it flat right now. Buttons up, probably. With the, uh, the buttons facing up. And I'm going to start at the top, on the top of the unit, and bring my hands down. Uh, and I'm going to come to a round button that has like six dots on it. In a circle. There's six dots it, in it's a circle. A, it's inside a circle. And there's six, there's six dots on this button. And <clears throat> that button is your power button. And it's also, if you... If you hold it, becomes, uh, and you keep your fingers on it, and you take it across, uh, oh, uh, a pattern or something like that, it will change tones. When the tones change as you move it across a pattern, and you let go of it, when it, wherever you get a tone change, and you want to see what the color is, you just let go of it. And that will give you the color of the, it might be a stripe, it could be anything. You have to figure that part out yourself. It won't tell you it's stripe. Yeah, it'll it will tell you it, what the color change is. Right. It will give you the color of whatever you stopped it on. And I, we'll show you that in a bit. A higher tone is a brighter color. A lower tone is a darker color. Right. Okay, underneath that you have another button, and it has it's a it's in a, like a circle, and it has a little dot in the middle of it. That's um, the first button that we were talking about is button A. They refer to that as button A. Okay, now we're on the second button. That's button B. Button B, and it has a dot on it, and the button B does a couple of things. It does if you. If you um, if you hold the button in and you keep your fingers on it, but that is when you have the the unit on. If you hold that in, it becomes a light detector, and it works extremely well. And one of the things that's really nice about this unit this was a selling point for us. It can read the colors of the digital lights on a. Uh, on a unit because if, if you've ever been talking to a technician and he says well, is the light blinking green or is it blinking blue what color is your light well 
yet you don't know normally. This is the only thing we've found that will tell you. So you can you can hold the button in and you can look on something that you're, you're trying to find a really small light and to see what it's doing. And if, if you hold it in and you move this thing around till it finds the light, when you let go of it, it will tell you the intensity intensity of the light and it will it'll tell you the color of the light. So it's pretty amazing. And a short press of B will tell you color comparison. So if you've measured two colors in a pattern and you want to know, are they the same? Are they a little bit different? Are they distinctly different? It'll tell you that. Right. And then, of course, you have the C button under that. And this is bringing my hands forward on this unit. Now, if you if you short press the C um, button, that's volume. And if you just keep short pressing it, uh, it'll raise the volume and it'll get to a certain point. And if you keep pressing it, it'll go back and start low again. So you just tap it to where you want it. And, and leave it. And leave it. There. And it's one to five. It has five different volume settings. It's got a it's got a lot of volume, so I'll say that before. Um then you can get into Oh wait, long press. If you long press or hold the button for a couple seconds, it will give you the battery percentage of the unit. So, you know, if it gets too low, it'll let you know too that it needs to be recharged. But anytime you want to check the battery, and you can just hold the button in and it will it will tell you uh, what the percentage of the battery is. Um, okay. Then we get into we get into uh, combinations of these buttons, and this is where uh, some of the neat things happen. Uh, button A, as I think I said earlier, if you press it once, that turns the power on. But if you press and hold it. Then you can use it, you keep your fingers on it, and then you can move it across, and that's for using your patterns. A long press of A and B will turn the unit off. Right. And we did talk about the B button and what what else it does. Um, Then you go to uh, B... And C. and C. A short, uh, well, it says a short press. It's actually kind of a long press. Yeah, it, it that's the one that changes the, um, what is the? Color mode. The color mode, like from autistic to universal. And a short press of A and B will repeat the color. Right. If you missed it or whatever, want to hear it again. And I believe that takes care of the... That's all the commands. There's not anything for a couple of the combinations, and maybe that'll come. I don't know. Right. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to turn this unit on. The first thing I do is put the recorder in my pocket because I'm probably going to walk here a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go outside to do the patterns. Right. So I'm going to. I have the unit in front of me, and 
the the top end of it with the slot in it is facing away from me. I'm going to bring my fingers down on the top to the top. On uh, I'm going to bring my finger down on the top of the unit to the power button, which is the circle with the six the six little dots in the middle of it. And uh, I'm going to press that button real quick. Okay, now my unit is on. <clears throat> now, the first simple thing that I want to do, I want to see what color. I want to see what color my shirt is. So I'm just going to hold the unit against my shirt, completely against it, and I'm going to press button A, which is the, also the power button. It says brownish orange. Now, if I use if I use B and C, I happen to know that's kind of a muted orange because I'm the one that bought the shirt. Okay, if I use if I use um, if I long press uh, B and C, that's the second and third buttons. Okay, it switched it to colors name autistic. And now I'll look at the shirt again and and press the color button. Rich, light, brown. So it gives you an idea of it. It's it, 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 it's it's not a true orange. No, it's it's like a brownish orange. Well let me do my shirt. Okay. So I'm gonna hand it to Chris. I'm gonna walk over here with the recorder. This is on artistic mode. sky blue and then I'm going to switch it to universal colors name universal now I'm going to do it again moderate blue moderate blue so you see kind of how that works right it's it's it just works. <laughs> and, and both are useful. If you don't quite understand what moderate blue looks like, you might understand what dark sky blue looks like, or vice versa. Right. Pretty amazing. It. Uh, what I'm going to do now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to show you what happens uh, with, uh, we, I, will, I will try the, the light detector here. And this is, and it's going to take me a second to find this little light on my uh, on my router, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see if I can find this light. So I'm going to hold the light button. That's button B. I'm going to hold it in. Okay, I have a tone now, and I'm going to look for this light. It, the color of the light not a real bright is green. It's not bright, but it's it's green. It's green. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go out here to the kitchen, and I have a kitchen light on out here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it off, which is going to lower the light. There's a little bit of light coming in, but so yeah, we have light. We have a door, a glass top door, and windows. So I'm going to hold the light button in. Tell me when you want me to turn it on. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Okay, that, now we got the light. And he's moving it, that's why it's... The color of the light 
is right. And it's, it's 62. And it's it was 62 was what, what so I wound up with it. And um, show the wall over here. Now I'm going to come over here. Uh, to the now, you'll notice that, that that did say what color the light was when I left go of the button. It said it was white. And the higher the tone gets, uh, the closer you are to the light. So, or the brighter. If, it if is. you were looking, yeah, the brighter it is, whatever. But when you get, let's say, you're looking at a chandelier, and there's four bulbs in the chandelier, you can actually move that around and see which. And you might have one that's out. And if it's out, you won't get the light in that position. So, you know, pretty amazing. It, uh, okay, so I'm going to come back over here to my kitchen wall. And I'm, I have this thing, the top end of that thing, uh, pushed right against the wall, smack against right the against wall. So you're going to get an error tone. And I'm going to press button A so I can see what color it is. Oop. Wait a minute. That's the error tone. Light yellow. And that's what color our kitchen wall is. You might show me. Now, if, if I use the A and B, I mean the B and C, right? Um, I'm going to hold them. Colors name artistic. Artistic. Okay, I put it back on artistic, and I'm going to hold it up there again and see what it tells me. Whatever you want. So that's um, a, a, you know general idea. If I want to see what color my pants are, I'm going to put it right smack against my pant leg, and it's black. He's got an orange and black shirt on, and the cat is also black. I held it. The cat's back and side and stomach and chest and ear and foot, and she's almost all black. Now, before we get to the the patterns and stuff, the uh, the, the the other the button I want to talk about right now is button C, because button C. I'll walk back in here. Yeah, because I have to get away from the bird. Yeah, button C. Um, if you remember, I said if you short press it, that's going to be volume. So if I just keep short pressing it. Volume five. And the recorder has compression, so yeah. I don't know how much difference you'll see, but there is a fair amount of difference. Now, if I hold that button C in... Battery level is on 90%. It's on 90%. So that tells me my battery level is pretty good. And when, you're, when you plug it in, it will tell you it's charging. It will also announce when it's full. Right. Pretty amazing. I guess we'll walk outside here because Chris wants to show you how we have a, on our swing. We have a, a cushion on there. Colorful patterns on the swing. So we're gonna we're gonna walk out here to the front deck. Screechy door. <laughs> Oh, there's a bird in here. 
<coughs> okay, I'm going to hand this unit to Chris, and I'm going to I'm going to come over here close to her with the recorder. I'm going to sit down in the swing because that's the easiest thing to do. And I'm going to hold the color detector on the swing pad. This is a, it's a tropical colored cushion, and so you're going to notice some really big differences here. Let's see what color mode it's on. Colors name, universal. Universal, okay. We're going to start with universal. Hear the color, hear the differences. I'm going to try to find the lowest one. That might be it. Dark pink. Now, if we switch it to universal, I mean, I'm sorry, I mean artistic. Very dusty rose. Okay, for the sake of consistency, I'm going to switch it back to universal again. Colors name universal. And I'm going to find a different color. I'm I'm still sitting on the pink. That's a different color. Pinkish gray. Pinkish gray. Artistic is going to be light taupe. Light taupe. That's one of those weird colors. Name. Yeah. Universal. Okay, I'm going to go back to universal. There. I was looking for the cardinal red. see what this is. Light yellowish brown. Light yellowish brown. Now let's do a color comparison. Let's see, that is B, I think. Mm-hmm. Colors are the same. Colors are the same. Well, okay. Colors name artistic. Amber. Artistic calls it amber. Colors name universal. See what this is. Grayish blue. Grayish blue. And the artistic. Dark steel blue. Dark steel blue. Colors name universal. Light yellowish brown. There's some more light yellowish brown. Colors are the same. See that red? Maybe that's it. Pinkish gray. Nope. There. Dark reddish orange. There it is. Colors name artistic. Dark red. Dark red. Okay. Anyway, that's kind of how that works. And you can see, I wanted to come outside because we have all kinds of colors on this swing pad. 
So right. Okay. So well, we can finish out here if you want to. Yeah, we can. So as as you can see, the the uh, the unit works really well. It does things that you can't do with a lot of the other color detectors and it really is accurate so you know if you're not sure of a color you can switch it to the color name by using the b and c buttons and it's it's just fantastic but that's how the unit works now when you're done with the unit uh, let me just see what I did with it. Oh, here we go. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn the unit off. I, I don't think you did, did you, Chris? No, I didn't. Okay, so it will go off by itself after a few minutes. Yeah. And if it if it is off, okay, now it's off. I pressed A and B together. I held it for a, a second or so, and you heard the tone when it when it turned off. And anyway, that's how the unit works. Chris, do you want to talk about that? Sure. It is $499, although I saw it for $489 the other day, but I'm not going to commit to that price because I'm not sure if that was, you know, how long that will last. If you're lucky, it'll be $489. It is free shipping. Um, you can get it from American Printing House for the Blind by going to APH dot org forward slash products forward slash color star <laughs> c-o-l-o-r-s-t-a-r or you can call 800-223-1839 that's 800-223-1839 now normally when you write color star they do space between the two words, but of course a website does not, so that's why I didn't say space there. But it's pretty cool. We really like it, and it really comes in handy. I have tried it with some wires and things like that, which is you know what I use it for. A lot of things like that, maybe maybe a color of a receptacle plate if I have to replace one, you know. And if it had a white one before, and I want a new white one. Um, and I've got an assortment of uh, plates I can use to tell the colors of those. And but the really big deal is, I think, um, for us, is the color of the lights right. on appliances. Because so many times, even in the manual, it'll, in the troubleshooting, it'll say, if it's flashing orange or if it is a steady yellow or, you know, so... I mean, you can call Ira, and that's great, but this is, you know, a little faster. Right. And I like it. I like being able to know that stuff. The other thing that it really works for, have you ever picked up your iPhone and it might be turned off? Or it might be on, but you're not sure Maybe if it is. Maybe voiceover's off or whatever. Right. Reason. So you want to find out if the phone is on, and so you can hold the color detector, the top end of it, flat onto the screen of the phone and hold in the light button which is button B you hold that in and um, if, if, the, if it's on you're going to get a higher tone uh, 
detection with the with the color detector. So the the other thing we didn't talk about is you can find text on paper. With sorry about that, we were interrupted by a garbage the truck, trash truck picking up our neighbor across the street's trash. Anyway. You can also use this to detect text or pictures on paper by using the light intensity section and also sometimes the color. You can see if it's, probably you could see if it's blue ink or black ink or whatever if you wanted to know that. Now it won't read it and it won't tell you what the picture is or if it's writing or a picture. But if you need to know if you have a page print facing up or something like that, it will tell you that. Right. We don't have anything out here to show that with, but we have tried it. It will work. Well, that's how this Color Star detector works. If you have any questions about this product, you can email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And as I always say, if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, and we will make sure you get the answers you need. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding the Color Star during this broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. That's 646-876-9923. Press pound as instructed. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. That's 287-723-4600. Press pound as instructed. Again, when you're asked for your user ID, just press pound one more time, and you will be in the Zoom room where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding the color star, which actually Bill is the one who found and just knew we would want to buy it. That's right. <laughs> uh, before we close the demo, uh, on the let's see, on the left-hand side. Uh, towards the bottom of the unit on the on the side not on the top or the back on the side is an earphone jack and it does have earphones in the in the box and the portable the the charger the charging cable plugs into the other side the, yeah the, the the charging port is on the the right hand side uh, directly across from the from the uh, earphone jack. And near the bottom, on the very bottom of the back and the front, there is a place for a lanyard, which also comes in the box, but we kind of forgot about that because we don't use it. So. Right. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo.